A cool wind rises up from the ocean, and the women gather their shawls and scarves around them. Those who do not bring a barrier share with the neighbor next to them, but no one makes a move to leave the circle. The night is young and the moon still bright and full. They are eager to hear more stories and more tales. The elder settles into her cloak before calling out into the circle. Artist, greet your sisters and enlighten us with your life. You have lived with creativity, with fire and passion. What has this world taught you? Show us your scars and your markings. Have you grown talons or scales? I am the artist. I am guided by my intuition and sensitivity. My creativity is eternal and lies at the depth of the human soul. Inspiration is all around me, and my emotions are easily stirred. But I can become overwhelmed with doubt, anxiety, and depression. When my shadow side rules me, I fear my talents and skills, afraid to believe in my ability to create. But if I can surround myself with inspiration and encouragement, my own and from others, I can quickly gain my footing and return to effortless creation. Life has granted me a look at both sides of the coin. I have known despair and success. I bequeath the tale of my journey in dream threads. In the lush land of China, there was a young woman who worked as a rug weaver for the emperor. Every day she journeyed to the palace and entered the weaving room, which was filled with yards of thread. She would sit before her wooden loom and spend hours weaving and knotting tiny threads into beautiful landscapes, rich cherry blossoms, or mighty mountains. She was one of 13 weavers, but her fingers were the most nimble and could tie the tiniest of knots. Her rugs were always of the tightest weave and showed the artwork with most skill. But no matter how wonderful the young woman's talent, she was not allowed to design her rugs. That honor and duty lay with the master rug maker. Every day he would sit before his desk, cough importantly, and raise his ink brush. He would then work all day on one design, fashioning an outline which would then be traced onto the back of a loom for the weaver to follow. His designs were not bad, but the girl longed to see a pattern to fill the borders with leaping dragons that chase the fortune toad or to have long-whiskered koi splash in a blue river. The master's designs were traditional and official, but lacked any real peace or passion. But the girl knew her place and did not speak out. The emperor's birthday was approaching, and his mother had commissioned a special rug to be made as a present for him. The master weaver snapped at everyone all day long as he tried to come up with a superior design. He tugged at his glasses and his coughing could be heard from his office. The young woman sat before her loom and imagined the wonderful design she could create for the emperor. But when she grew brave enough to try a new dye or weave, to twist a knot a new way, the master would rush over and scold her for wasting time. She was not paid to invent new things, that was his job. She was there only as a set of hands, and she should not think of herself above her station, simply because she was quick. The girl bowed her head in shame. She did not think she was better but she had wanted to share her ideas to see if something new could be created. So the girl stopped weaving new knots at work and set her hands to only following the outline made by the master weaver. But when the girl went to sleep at night, her hands were free to do as they willed. In her dreams, the girl began to weave the finest and brightest rug. She harnessed the color of nuts, bark, and petals, and used their hue to stain her threads. Her tiny fingers skipped about tugging and pulling, weaving a masterpiece. 
In the morning, she woke from her dream refreshed, but sad to return to the mind-numbing job of pulling strings at the palace. But every night she returned and wove her rug a little longer, a little wider, a little stronger. The river swirled into mountains, the mountains stretched to the skies, which reached into the stars. Dragons soared and mystical creatures filled the fields. A spiral horn peeking from a tree, a violet wing from behind a stone. At night, she was not restrained in what she could create. One day, while working at the palace, the central loom broke and the workers were all on a twitter, wondering if it was a bad omen of impending doom. How could they finish the piece for the emperor's birthday without the central loom? The master designer came forth, eyeballed the room, and then declared that they would use the girl's loom instead. While the rug was lifted off and restrung on her loom, the girl was sent into the storage chambers to find an old loom for her to work on. Most of them were in pieces, broken with their sides and tatters, but the girl found one she could still use. It was very old and it creaked when it moved, but it would do. The girl placed it at her station and went to help restring the emperor's rug. When she left later in the day, her loom stood looking shabby in a corner with a few strings dangling from it, but nothing new had been started. That night again, the girl dreamed of her rug once more, and she continued weaving a grand piece. When she returned the next morning to the palace, she found her loom strung with a half-made rug. Opening her mouth to ask whose piece it was, the girl recognized it as the rug from her dreams. The master weaver came up behind her and saw her half-finished rug. He was outraged by her disobedience. He accused her of breaking into the shop to work on her piece at night, and the girl could only shake her head, tears in her eyes. Just then, the emperor's mother entered the room, and immediately the master flung himself low to the floor, groveling at her feet. Unaware of the argument, the emperor's mother walked over to the piece, examined it, and congratulated the master on creating such a fine piece of work. Such passion he had captured, and the depth of color was incredible. She stated that it would make a perfect gift for her son, but questioned its readiness and time. The master assured her it would be completed in time for the emperor's birthday. Reassured, the emperor's mother left, a smile on her face. The master leapt from where he had been cowering on the floor and yelled threats at the girl. She was to keep her mouth shut about who had designed the rug. The master ordered the girl to show him how she wove the piece, but when he tried a few lines, he could not hold the thread in the new technique, and his knots unraveled. The master blamed it on not having an outline to follow. He berated the girl for not sketching out her design first. The girl did not know how to tell him she had made it in her dreams and did not need an outline to follow. The master gave up and told the girl to finish the weaving in two nights' time. She was not to speak a word until the rug was done, for the master rug maker did not trust the girl to not accidentally give away that the master himself had neither designed nor wove the piece. The girl spent all day trying to weave the rug, but when she put her hands to the loom, nothing came out right. Her lines tangled, her scissors snipped threads too short, she made some headway, but when she stepped back to look at the rug, she could clearly see where she had started today. The lines were not as tight, the colors not as vibrant. She seemed to often lose her way and kept searching for an outline to follow, but there was none. With the master out of sight, the girl sighed and cut away all the work from that day. She went home worried, for now she only had one day left to finish the rug. With the master gone, the girl sighed and ripped all the work from that day out. It was clearly created in a different space from all the work in her dreams. It was better to start over than to leave this mess. 
She went home worried for now she only had one day left to finish the rug. In her dreams that night, the girl found the rug just as she had left it. Her fingers immediately reached for the threads and she went to work. She made no errors and the shapes burst from her fingertips, floating swans, sandy banks, and delicate white clouds. She awoke refreshed, but then remembered all the work she had before her and that she had achieved no real work yesterday at all. Upon returning to the palace and the weaving room, she found a crowd around her loom. Her fellow weavers were admiring her work, for while she had made no improvements the day before, it seemed all the weaving and knotting she did in her dreams had clung to the framework here. With the master yelling at them to return to their work, he approached the girl, examined her work, and disgruntled, ordered her to continue. Again, the girl tried to add on to the design and continue the work, but the colors were not right and her hands dropped many threads. She pulled out row after row of knots, and in walked the emperor's mother. She spied the girl weaving the rug and saw the master sleeping in his chair. The girl stopped weaving immediately, but the mother asked her who had designed and woven this rug. The girl bowed her head and did not answer, for she had been forbidden to speak. An assistant quickly woke the master, but the damage was done. The emperor's mother demanded to know why they kept him if all he did was sleep and had others design and weave for him. She told him the rug would be presented to the emperor, and if he found favor with it, the girl would be given his job instead. She then turned on her heel and left. With her exit, there was nothing to temper the master's rage, and he hit the girl. He then sent her home without allowing her to work at all on the rug. But the girl did not worry, for she knew the real work was only done in her dreams. All night she wove and wove, dark pigment-infused strings filled the frame, and she slipped the last thread in place just before she woke. But when the girl entered the weaving room in the morning, she found a crowd once more around her loom, and the master with a gloating smile. Somehow, a candle had been knocked over, and her wonderful rug was all but completely burnt. The loom was still intact, but the ceremony was in less than an hour. There was no time to make a new rug for the emperor. The master pulled his own finished piece from his loom, and throwing the blackened wreck at the girl, dragged her with him. They stood before the throne, and the master proclaimed that the girl accidentally set her own loom on fire, and unrolled the grotesque piece out for them to see, forcing the girl to kneel before them. The master began to unroll his own rug over hers as a replacement, but the emperor's mother stood and called out. She asked the girl if this was true. The girl did not speak of whose fault the fire was, but asked that the old loom be brought before the emperor. It was done, and the rickety loom looked greatly out of place in the splendor of the palace. The girl then closed her eyes and slipped into the river of her dreams. There, just as she hoped, was the rug, unharmed and whole, not a trace of fire upon it. Opening her eyes, the girl found the emperor standing before the loom, which was the same one she wove in her dreams. The master weaver was executed for his lies, and the girl rewarded. She became the master weaver for the emperor and designed all his rugs. She implemented the new color dyes and showed her fellow weavers her new knot technique, and the emperor's rugs came to be known as the finest in the world.